If you've been wishing, hoping, and dreaming about taking your business from six figures to multi-six figures or multi-six figures to seven figures, then I want to make sure you get our new free guide, the multi-six and seven-figure scaling roadmap. Inside the guide, I pull back the curtains and I shared all the strategies that I used and they can help you too. First, they can help you triple your monthly sales. I shared proven strategies with you that led to a 3x increase in my monthly sales. Second, I show you exactly how to crush your limiting beliefs. Say goodbye to doubts like, you can't charge that much and there aren't enough ideal clients for you too. Third, how to only work with ideal clients. I show you how to become the go-to expert and attract only the perfect clients and referrals. And finally, I show you how to quantum leap to $20,000 plus every single month. I show you exactly how to take a quantum leap from $8,000 per month, for example, to $20,000 a month. You can absolutely break through your upper limit barrier and enjoy five and six figure months every single month. Make 2024 your dream come true year by downloading your free guide today. Just click the link in the show notes below. Welcome to Double Your Sales, your resources to selling strategies, tips, and best practices to take your performance to the next level. There's no reason you can't double your sales. So let's get to it with your sales coach, Ursula Menches. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Double Your Sales Now, where you learn all the tips, mindset shifts, tools, and strategies to two times your sales in any niche. I'm your host, Ursula Mentis, and I can't wait to dive into today's show because we have the very cool, very incredible Mark LeBlanc, and I'm going to tell you about him in a moment. But first, I just want to welcome Mark to the show. Mark, we're so excited to have you here today. I'm very excited. Oh, my gosh. I'm honored. (laughs) I know it's going to be a fun conversation. You and I have been on interesting journeys. And I think we, I feel like we passed each other in the hallway at school many times between California and Minnesota. And we know a lot of people in common. And I've just heard so many great things about you over the years. So um, thank you for being here today. So in a moment, I'll introduce you. Before we do that, we have a sponsor today, the very incredible Tenacious. I know many of you know them. They're a branding company and they also handle our social media. Tina and I have become friends over the years and They're just an incredible sponsor for our show and all things that we do. So let me tell you what they've got up their sleeve. So from Tenacious, they say this. They say, all right, and this sounds just like them, right? All right, I've got a crazy stat for you, one that may make you cry a little bit. Out of all the stuff we read while learning, we take action on only 5% of it. (gasps) Yep, (laughs) and that includes the online courses you pay for as well. That's really painful. So that's why Tina Pettis and her team over at Tenacious have developed something a little more hands-on. They aren't calling it a course because they refuse to let you sit idly by and let the 95% float away. Instead, they have created what they are calling a brand guide, and it has this name for a reason. They are promising to guide you through every aspect of your marketing. And it's not a one-size-fits-all, two-week-long course. Nope, it literally never ends. Every month, they will be focusing on a different aspect of your marketing that you need to give some love to. They will show you how and will facilitate a community for you to ask questions and grow. While guiding you, they will also hold you accountable along the way. Make sure you flip the numbers and walk away with 95% instead of 5 Because this is an ongoing community, they will only open the doors a few times a year. So be sure to grab your seat now by heading to www.brandguide.tenaciousedge.com forward slash happy branding. Thank you, Tenacious, for being a sponsor of our show. So let me tell you about Mark LeBlanc.
Labonk. He's here today, and actually it's because of Tina Pettis that Mark and I were connected here, and we got to share the stage at her last before conference, which was a lot of fun. Mark Leblanc is widely considered a business development expert based out of Minneapolis. His Achievers Circle Retreat is for independent professionals who want to create an extreme sliver of focus and put more money in their pockets as a business owner. Don't we all want that? In fact, he wrote the books Growing Your Business, Never Be the Same, and Build Your Consulting Practice. On a personal note, he recently went on a short, very short, 500-mile walk across Spain for the third time. Yes, you heard that correctly. And so at the very end, Mark will tell you a lot more about what he's up to in the world and how you can get his books, and he's got a special gift for everyone. Lots of things going on. So Mark, again, welcome. We're going to dive into this and have a conversation this morning about sales and selling, which I know is something you talk with your clients a lot about. You speak on it. So here's what I'm curious about. When you launched, I know you have have had different businesses, but when you launched your first business, go back, what limiting beliefs, if any, did you have about sales or selling? We're just going to go there. Well, well this is a, <laughs> almost a embarrassing, but um, I've only ever had a job once. I had a job once for about six months, and I found out at a very early age that I was unemployable. I was inspired <laughs> by the two words, you're fired. And I was 21, <laughs> and I made a decision that I would do whatever it would take to make it on my own. And little did I understand what it would really mean to be my own boss. I certainly, prior to that, had had, you know, I had some part-time jobs here and there in sales and retail sales. So I was young early on in my sales career. But I think the limiting belief that I had was that if I showed people products, that they would buy them. And I didn't understand that there was a big difference. And again, of course, I was young. I didn't understand that just, you know, show and tell was not the path for making a sale. I certainly know today that we need to do, we all need to do a better job of not only attracting a prospect, but having what I call a meaningful conversation where you build a case for a prospect to say yes or no. Yeah, wow. Well, what a great perspective. So, you know, looking back at that, Mark, like if you could put, if you could like put it into one sentence, what was like, what was that number one limiting belief, do you think? Like if you, if you summarize it, what do you think it was? Belief. I didn't believe in myself or my ability and allowed my products to stand on their own. And what did you believe about yourself as a salesperson? Like, did you, did you think, did you have any negative connotations or did you just see it as a career choice? Like, what were your thoughts about what it meant to be in sales, sales professional? You know, yeah, I think I was, I was a little bit arrogant. I thought maybe that I was better or sharper than I was at the time. But something that I, I see a lot in people and looking back now, I think I was just so in love with my potential mm-hmm. that I never really stopped to figure out what I was doing and to lay down a foundation for that potential to emerge. Okay. I want to go there. That's powerful. So, and I think you alluded to this, but so do you see this showing up in the clients that you work with today? And how do you, if yes, like how do you help them? Because I agree. Like, I feel like we can all be in love with possibility and the idea of 
like that, that can be amazing. But then we have to actually do things to get there. How do you see it showing up with people today and how do you support them? I think it's fairly universal. And my world is the world of independent professionals and people who sell their time and their talent, their experience and their expertise. And we wear a lot of different hats in our business. And the sales hat is the hat that I think often gets a short attention span because I do think people believe, just like early on in my career, I thought that my products would sell themselves. I think mm-hmm. professionals are the of thinking they're better at selling. Or the other thing that I hear time and time and time again from professionals is, I, Mark, I don't want to sound like a salesperson. Mm-hmm. And so what I, you know, part of my challenge or, or quest with someone is to separate their negative connotations of what it means to be in sales and sort of transform them into understanding that selling is really simply a communication process. And there are, there is a path for having a conversation with someone without sounding like a salesperson. And I think uh, at the core, when you sound like a salesperson, you're often working either from scripts that you don't believe in or your own story that sometimes is not quite as positive as you think it can be, but also that you're leaning into a prospect. And one of the things I love about sales, and boy, this didn't happen overnight, but when I have a meaningful conversation with a prospect, I live in a world of two or more right answers. And I'm not just trying to make a sale. By the way, anyone can make a sale. The real truth is, can you make a second sale? Mm. Will that customer or client come back? Wow. Yeah. So, so many, I'm taking a lot of notes here. So, so for those of our listeners, I know you're taking notes. I'm sure this is going to be one of those interviews you listen to again. Uh, I love meaningful conversation. That's really what it's about, right? Because that means we're, we have permission to show up and serve and be authentic and be ourselves and just talk to somebody. And it really takes the pressure off. Mark, I'm curious, when you made the transition from selling other people's products to, you know, becoming the product in a sense, right, like you're trading time for money and you coach people who are doing the same because you get it, like you've been in this world, you understand it, and you're very successful. So when you made that transition, though, did that bring up any limiting beliefs for you or did you feel like it was the same as selling someone else's product? I think it was harder. If you're trying to sell a product and a prospect is not interested, it's it's easy or easier to blame the product or to blame the company's sales materials or the the website or you know you can point the finger at two or three or four other reasons why your prospect did not buy your products. When you are selling yourself and your time and talent can be a very personal process. And when a prospect says no to you, the danger is taking that personally. And when you take that personally, it's so much more difficult or challenging to get up tomorrow and repeat the cycle. Yes, for sure. I've always said that having your own business, especially when you are the product, 
is like going through the, the most intensive personal development course you might ever go through, which requires yeah. lots of classes, coaches, outside support, book reading, maybe therapy and all kinds of other things to get you, you know, to, to get you through it so that you don't take it personally. You could read the four agreements and I love it. I love, you know, that the book teaches us not to take things personally. And yet when it's in your face, it can be something, especially when you care so much about what you do and you want to make a difference. So I think that's really, really a valuable point. I know we're going to get to your tips and strategies, so I don't, I don't want to go there yet. I want to go back for a second. Looking, let's let's think about like the, the business you have today, the consulting practice, the business, the speaking. When you doubled your sales for the first time in this business, especially since you, you know, you were are the product or service. What did you believe about sales and selling then? Like, did anything shift inside for you? Um, I think that's a great question, and 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 absolutely, there was a a defining moment or a moment of transition, or as I look back, uh, quite frankly, transformation. And I can I can pinpoint it like a laser. And when I was selling, I've, I've been in my current business for 25 years now as a full time professional speaker and business coach and author. So. Uh, 1992 was when I started my current business. But this transformation occurred when in my first 12 months, I really was having a hard time finding my way and finding my voice. I had built and sold a successful creative graphics printing and mailing company over 10 years and successfully sold it in 1992. But when I started selling myself, I really came out of the chute with a look-at-me mindset or attitude. And when a prospect was not interested in what I have to offer, I took it personally until about April of 1993, Mm -hmm. as clear as day. And, you know, sometimes I say I was at my moment of greatest pain and a moment of what I think divine guidance. I shifted from selling me as a consultant or speaker, I was also a business broker, and I made the shift to positioning myself by the outcomes of my work. And my core, at my core, my primary outcome is growing your business. And when I started to use that language, and I'd love to say I'm smart enough to have figured this out by myself, it was only when I looked in the rearview mirror <laughs> That when I, when I started to talk about how, say, the old me up to that point was, hey, good morning, my name is Mark, and I'm a business consultant and a speaker, and I can help you with a lot of different, you know, business planning activities or selling strategies, and and no one was interested. I referred to that as positioning yourself by your titles or your services. And at my moment of greatest pain, I shifted to positioning myself by my outcomes. And at that moment, when I immediately started to let go of my titles and my services and began to introduce language around You know, I work with people who want to start a business and small business owners who want to grow their business. Now, if a prospect was interested in starting or growing their business, they were attracted to me in a way that then it led to a meaningful conversation. If they were not, if they didn't want to start or grow a business, I didn't take that personally anymore. And there was this immediate divorce or separation between who I was 
and what I had to offer. And at that moment, in since April of 1993, I have positioned myself as the growing your business guy. And about six years later, published my first book titled Growing Your Business. And all of a sudden, I saw more prospects being attracted to me. I began to see how my fees increased because people were more likely to invest in the outcomes I provided versus paying for a service. Does that make sense? It makes total sense. Positioning myself by the outcome. So for all of our listeners, thank you, Mark. It's brilliant. And sadly, I, I know... I share those pain points in my own business where you remember exactly what was happening. But what a great shift. So it moved from being, you know, focusing on titles and moving to outcomes. And really, it sounds like being clear on the problems that you solve for your clients, those who want to start a business or those who want to grow a business. And I love that you said, too, like by focusing on the outcomes, it took the personal aspect out of it, which you know, so many of us can struggle with. So, oh my gosh, Mark, so many questions. I have to keep going and I, I want to tie to that. I think it ties to it, but like when you look back and you, you know, you first doubled your sales in the current business that you've been in for 25 years, congratulations, by the way, what were those two, like what are the two main strategies you used to double your sales? I believe in a using always using a mix of strategies. And at that time, my mix of strategies was my networking strategy. I went to one networking meeting uh, every week, so four networking meetings every 30 days. And then I developed something I refer to as my Target 25 Advocate Strategy. And I put together a list of the 25 most important people in my life who were in a position to impact my business. And I started this very simple little relationship strategy to stay top of mind with the people who believe in me and my work. And it wasn't long. I didn't necessarily go out and ask for referrals, but I took 100% responsibility to stay top of mind with my champions and my cheerleaders. And it wasn't long after that. In fact, I think it was May of 1995, after I had executed this particular strategy for uh, about 18 months consistently, I got 32 referrals in May of 1995. And I just began to see my sales accelerate. I began to attract more prospects through my own networking efforts, but then spending typically between zero and $50 a month and one to four hours a month to stay top of mind with my advocates, all of a sudden my phone began to ring much more often through referrals. And it's sad, Ursula, when I ask a professional, how do you market yourself? And they say, well, I don't really do any marketing. I grow my business by word of mouth. And then I will ask that person, well, what are you specifically doing to stimulate that word of mouth referral, those referral activities and messages? And they'll look at me like a deer in headlights. And it doesn't take much to stay top of mind with the people who believe in you and your work. Mm -hmm. Wow. So networking and I'm going to go a little bit deeper and targeting your 25 advocates and really identifying them. So I know there's many ways to stay top of mind, but let's just talk about three. What are your three favorite ways? I know I've already experienced some of them, so I have an idea of what you might say, but what are your top three ways to stay top of mind with people in your circle? 
Well, I think, it, you know, it's kind of funny, and I might sound a little bit old school here, but back in the early to mid-90s, we only had three ways to communicate with people. We had the telephone, we had stamps if we put something in the mail, <laughs> and, we yep. had, and, and we had gas for our gas tank. And today, we, you know, I, I love the idea, you know, we have a, a cell phone, a landline, a personal line. We've got our regular email address. We've got our Facebook email, our LinkedIn email, our Twitter email. It's like there, there have never been more ways to be rejected today. Okay. And, you know, I, I tend to th- be a little bit more old school, but it, it really has to do with calls cards, emails, direct to advocate. In fact, I call it my storm starter strategy. My go-to strategy today is plant three seeds every day. I either I either make three business development calls every day or I mail three books a day to prospects or cards or I send three emails a day. But I plant three seeds every day and that's a direct to prospect, but it's the same with advocates. If these are the people who believe in me and my work, it is my responsibility to connect and nurture with that target 25. Now, whether you have a target 25 or a target 5 doesn't really matter. What matters is that you don't let your advocate get more than 30 or 45 days away from you. And the more they, the more detail you bring to what you want, and what you're looking for, the more likely it is that they're going to respond with the types of customers or clients or prospects that you're looking for. Mm-hmm. Excellent. Thank you. Uh, I mean, that you're right. I mean, we do have a million ways to stay in touch. And it's not, I, I mean, but the things that you talked about, a phone call, a card, even an email, like a, just a nice, not a, not a, you know, an email that's coming through a system, which by the way, I send lots of those too, but just a, a personal email. Those are things we really don't get as much as we used to. You know, texting is fast. We're in just a, this fast communication world. So a call, a card, a personal email can be extra special. So, I mean, just great ideas. And I love, it's just a great reminder for all of us to plant three seeds every day. Man, if we all did that every single day, where would we be at the end of the month? And we'd really be staying top of mind with others. So, Mark, I want to touch on networking. You talked about that as well really quickly. I know that was one of your strategies to grow your business. And I know, I'm, I'm guessing it is today. I Sometimes I talk with clients and they, I feel like they're over-networked. Like they're going to everything, but it's not very focused. And, you know, a lot of groups will say, you know, this networking is not selling. You cannot sell here. It gets really confusing for people. What's your best advice about how many networking groups to belong to and how to make them the most of them without being, you know, no one wants you to be, we don't want to be the salesy person in the group, but, but yet we're there to grow our business. What's your best advice on networking? The best advice that I could share in the time that we have is to make a note and jot down the phrase target rich environment. And here's how I can quickly define that. There's a difference between a mix versus a pure environment and not meaning any disrespect of of any type. If I go to a chamber of commerce networking mixer, that's what I refer to as a good fit networking opportunity. It's a, but it's a mixed bag. There's the Dairy Queen owner, the arts and antiques shop, the real estate agent, the marketing manager for a bank. 
it's just a, a mixed bag of people at that at that mixer. Versus if my sliver of the world is independent professionals, a networking event, I'm going to be very selective about networking events that I go to. I'm going to go to the Institute of Management Consultant networking mixer. I'm going to go to the Minneapolis uh, real estate agent monthly meeting, a pure group of the same type in my world is a target rich environment. So again, it, it goes back to the more detail you bring to what you want, not just with the outcomes that you provide, but with the people that you serve. I have a 23 point profile of my right and perfect fit client. And so if I can go to a an event or an experience, or I do a presentation to a pure group of the same type, the floodgates open, the floodgates open. If I go to an event or I do a presentation to a mixed audience, even if it's general business and they're interested in a growing your business message, my results are often muted or muffled. So I'm very selective. I think the operative phrase is target-rich environment. Perfect. Target-rich environment. Everyone who's listening, write that down. And you might have to look through, like make a plan for 2018. Who, like, Which groups do you want to be part of? Which groups have that target-rich environment? That is such sage advice. And you will stop wasting so much time running to every networking group that's out there. All right, Mark, we have a little bit of time left. I mean, I feel like I could talk to you forever. I know our listeners are going to want more. But before we get there, we know you're an expert in business development, all things about growing your business. And I, you've probably shared some of these, and I, you know, I'm sorry because I had to ask certain questions. <laughs> I just wanted to go deeper in some areas. But what are your top two to three strategies that you want to share with our listeners today? You know, I think my go-to strategies today, a little different than they were when I first doubled my sales. Um, and I've been in business now for a while. So depending upon where you are at, in your sales journey or in your business development journey. My two specific go-to strategies today are what I refer to as my showcase strategy and my storm starter strategy. So 25 years ago or 22 years ago, it was my networking strategy and my target 25 advocate strategy. Today, it's my showcase strategy, doing something for no fee in a target-rich environment. And the showcase strategy can be different between different profit centers or different product lines or service lines. Uh, so, for example, when I do a no-fee presentation in a target-rich environment, that is an example of how I execute the showcase strategy. When Mrs. Fields Cookies sets out samples on the counter and you taste a sample and buy a bag, that's the showcase strategy. When a consultant or a coach offers an assessment or a free session, that's an example of the, of the showcase strategy. So looking creatively at how you can execute the showcase strategy in your business, when I believe, Ursula, when people experience you, that's when the magic happens. The second yes. strategy currently is what I refer to as my storm starter strategy. And here's where, you know, it's that plant three seeds a day strategy. In addition to your email newsletter or your email blasts or your direct mail, mail outs, it's like plant three seeds a day. And I'm now in shape for this. 
So I can plant three seeds a day in nine minutes or less, whether I use the phone, send three storm starter emails, mail three storm starter books, or make three storm starter calls. I tend to prefer the telephone. I'm a telephone. I give good phone, <laughs> Ursula. <laughs> and, and I think the phone is the lost, the lost tool in business today. And people often say to me, well, Mark, I only get a voice, you know, voicemail. I've mastered the art of leaving a voicemail message. And that is one of the skills that I have worked at and honed over time. But I can find three prospects and make three uh, storm starter calls or uh, i.e. plant three seeds a day in about three minutes because the vast majority of the time you're going to leave a voicemail message. So I've got that down pat. And no matter how busy I am, no matter how booked I am or traveling or speaking, I can always, I can always plant three seeds a day. Now, if you really want to set yourself apart from your competition, I plant three seeds every day, not five days a week. It's like, Mark, every day, Every day, every day I plant three, you mean on Saturdays and Sundays too? It's like, you damn right I do. I can be in an air, you know, port. I can, you know, I can make three calls. A storm starter call or planting a seed is not a sales call. Right. It's a connecting call. It's often a setup call. It's, it's a, it's a runway call to lift off. And I have, I have, there are four sectors of potential. Sector one is new prospects. Sector two is existing prospects. Sector three is inactive clients. And sector four is active clients. So when I, when you look across those four sectors of potential, I have plenty of inactive clients that I can re-engage. I've got plenty of active clients in the last 12 months that I can open a door to a new service or a new way of being a better service uh, to an active client. My inactive clients love hearing from me over the weekend. And so I, you know, but, but whether you want to do it, you know, I like to live in a world of two or more right answers. Start with five days a week, plant three seeds five days a week. And somebody said to me once, Ursula, well, Mark, I really need to make something happen and fast. It's like, well, great. Plant nine seeds a day for 30 days. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know, you can't, you know, most of us can't make 30 calls a day. 30 days in a row, but just, you know, when, when I have more time or my calendar is light, it's like, I just start planting five seeds a day, five days a week. And before you know it, it's a momentum builder. And if I go a couple days without planting seeds, I'm almost like a plant that dries up for lack of water and my, my confidence starts to wane. And so as long as I am in gear, Every day. And the greatest piece of advice, you know, that I often share with anyone or any audience is what you do every day is more important than what you do once in a while. So true. And you, you know, you said something about, I don't know exactly how you said it, but you've been working out for a while. So you're able to, like, this is easy for you and it can become easy for anyone. But the other thing is it's become a habit. And we all know that, you know, after we practice things for a while, this could become a habit. So for those of you who are listening, I mean, think about that. If you planted three seeds, if you started doing that today, you're listening today, today is always the best time to start. And you planted three seeds today and three seeds tomorrow. And as Mark suggested, start with five days a week and build that 
momentum, what could happen by the end of the month. So, I, and on the showcase idea, let's, what's one way, one free thing that you could do to open up the space, whether it's speaking for free or having a consulting session or giving away your tea or your cookies or whatever it might be so people can experience your product or service. Mark, this has been phenomenal. I know we could talk all day, but I know, I also know that our listeners are going to want to get more from you. So tell us where they can get more, how they can reach out to you. I know you have different I know you have a course that you offer I'd love to hear about that as well for our clients there's an ebook that they could get for free tell us more please well thank you so much for asking and there certainly are a variety of ways that we can be of service I would love to offer and here's an example I'm I'm just going to go behind the curtain here and and demonstrate uh, what I think is so important. I wrote a little book titled Growing Your Business about 17 years ago, and I self-published it. It's been a winner. And what I'd love to do is make it available. We would love to offer you the electronic version of my book, Growing Your Business. All you have to do is send an email to my assistant, Kylie, K-Y-L-I-E, K-Y-L-I-E at growingyourbusiness.com. Just send an email to Kylie at growingyourbusiness.com. My email address is Mark, M-A-R-K, at growingyourbusiness.com. I personally try to be as responsive as I can, but often I'm uh, flying or working or traveling, but I would get back to you as quickly as I can and or refer your email to Kylie so that we can get that electronic uh, ebook in your hands. That's an example of using my book or ebook as a showcase tool. I recently wrote a book titled Build Your Consulting Practice. If you are a consultant or a coach, this book is for you. And you can order it on Amazon.com. I co-authored the book with my business partner, Henry DeVries, Build Your Consulting Practice. It just came out in August of 2017, and it's a winner. Uh, Obviously, if you're an independent professional of any stripe, the book will certainly help you and support you. But if you're a part-time, full-time consultant or coach, order that book. It's the bomb. My Achiever Circle Business Development Retreat, we do seven of them a year for only up to 15 independent uh, professionals. So you can get information from Kylie regarding our dates. And we just published our dates for 2018. So if anything I have said has resonated with you, you probably would appreciate or love our Achiever Circle business retreat. Excellent. Perfect. Thank you. So for everyone who's listening, email Kylie, K-Y-L-I-E, at growingyourbusiness.com. Definitely get the ebook. If you have interest in the Achiever Circle and want to just be up close and personal with Mark, ask Kylie for those upcoming dates. And then for sure, if you are in the consulting world, the coaching world, build your consulting practice sounds like a must read. And Mark, I have to admit, I haven't gotten it yet. So I, I wasn't on that list and I really apologize. I will be getting it. I will be adding it to my library because it sounds like a winner. I've read Growing Your Business multiple times. It's just a smart read. It gets to the point quickly. For anyone who's growing their business, you know, it's 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 not going to take you tons of time to get tons of valuable information that you can implement right away. So take take action. Like you're you listen, you spent the time listening today. Don't 
let this go by. Take action. Connect with Mark. Connect with Kylie. And, you know, move your business forward. Make 2018 your best year yet. Mark, I always like to ask this question before we wrap up. So here it is. Some people might be having their best day in business, but some people might be having one of their toughest. What's your best advice for someone who might have had a tough month, a tough week, or a tough day? Oof, that's a tough question because we all we all experience the good, the bad, the ugly, and the great of being in sales or in business for ourselves. And probably the greatest piece of advice, uh, I'm going to give you two pieces of advice. We're very good at resetting our counters to zero on January 1st. If you think about it, whether you had a good year, a bad year, a great year, your best year last year, we're good at resetting our counters to zero on January 1st and breathing new life or creating a new sense of commitment and energy for the new year. Imagine what could happen for you if you reset your counters to zero every 30 days. And you got into the habit or mindset of letting go whatever did or did not happen last month. And so for people who know me, they know that the first of every month is a happy new year for me. I don't look at the calendar year as my measurement. I always look at a rolling 12-month period. Now, you mentioned in the introduction, Ursula, that I went on a short 500-mile walk. It's called the Camino de Santiago, one of the four great pilgrimages of the world. And I'll never forget my very first Camino, two miles in, I was at my moment of greatest pain. And I sat on a bench and all of a sudden it hit me that I had 498 miles to go. And that is instant depression. And that night I had dinner with a woman from England. Her name was Judith. And I asked her if she had any advice for me. And Judith looked at me and said, Mark, no matter how badly your feet are bruised and blistered and bleeding, you can always take one more step. And so wherever you are at or your listeners are at, We all go through the ups and downs and ride the roller coaster of ups and downs. No matter where you are at, please know that Ursula is cheering you on, that I believe in you, and that no matter where you are, you can always take one more step or plant one more seed. Well, that's the perfect way to end the show, Mark. Thank you so much. Thank you. Appreciate you. You're very welcome. And for all of those listeners, we hear you and we love getting your emails. I know we have listeners in 38 countries right now, which is so, so amazing. Thank you for being a listener. Please know we are here as a resource. As Mark said, we're here cheering you on. We want you to succeed. We also have a free resource on the website. You can go to salescoachnow.com. We have a free video series called Sales Secrets of the Top 10%. It's a video series that I did to just to get you motivated. It's our gift to you. We have lots of events coming up as well. Check them out. Our sales camps are coming up in October and November, and then we're adding our 2018 dates very shortly, so watch for those as well. Thanks, everyone. Thanks for being here, and make this year your most epic year yet. Thank you for listening to Double Your Sales. To get even more information to take your sales to the next level, visit us at salescoachnow.com. That's salescoachnow.com. Join us again next week to learn how to double your sales.